The year was 1945. I was at a talkie with John downtown. He's a pigeon. We need to put like black and white. <laughs> <laughs> and the pigeon is right here. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Geek Peak. Today, I'm talking with Hunter Thompson and Chris Kirby, also known as Genazikwa. Genazikwa is a musical duo, uh, and you can find them basically anywhere online. And they create little musical D&D skits. Talking to them is so funny. I enjoyed this interview very much. I asked them about uh, how they met, uh, how the duo came to be, and explored their creative journey with them. This was such a good interview. I laughed so much. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this one. This one was so fun. Uh, without further ado, enjoy the interview. Chris and Hunter, also known as Genazikwa. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. It's great to be here. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, I am so excited to talk to both of you. Uh, I've seen so many of your videos on TikTok. I left my ass off. Um, and I have been enjoying uh, your content very, very much. So thank you. Before we kind of dive into like what makes this duo work, uh, I want you to kind of go back and tell me even before you met, what were your inspirations and what were your connections to music, to content, even before Genazikwa became a thing? Whoa, what a question. Hunter, do you have an answer for that? <laughs> it is a huge question. We could be here a while. So I'm trying to package inspirations. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go first? Well, I'm just trying to like you know, go through all my life really fast. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. oh God, Rolodex. at the age of 21. Fleshing. Like, <laughs> like, okay, uh, um, you go. Hunter. Go for go. it. Shoot. Shoot from the hip, oh, baby. Sure. You go. Okay, okay. Uh, inspirations, uh, creativity was a sanctuary in the darkest times, for sure. I didn't musically liked music as much as the next person, for sure. Um, definitely had a more eclectic taste uh probably from moving around a bunch and getting a lot of different uh influences uh when i was growing up i didn't know that there were other radio stations on the the car in the car uh so we listened to the golden oldies all the time so like a lot of motown temptations sam cook uh that sort of thing and uh it's something that i just kind of love now a lot of rockabilly and then uh, always leaning toward rock. We both love Queen. Shout out to the shirt. Um, for the theatricality, did theater uh, a whole bunch. And then uh, not so... Um, I guess it was uh, eight, nine years ago, I when I was really writing poetry and discovering that... Uh, I was talking to some musician friends and they're like, oh, let's just put this to some music. And 
that started me off to the races going like, oh yeah, m- musical lyrics are just poetry that somebody put music to and that's music. And I was like, well, here we go off to the races and then just, uh, started doing that. So my, this is going to be the cheesiest answer. <laughs> my inspiration were my friends were the people I worked with because there's something about Hamilton being in the room where it happens, uh, being more than yourself because you're kind of just melding your brains together um, and all of their influences. So the answer to this question for them, seeing it in person as it is developing as I am uh, uh, musically I don't know. It was, I wouldn't trade those experiences for the world. And that's kind of what we do all the time now. So I would say people around me. Amazing. Amazing answer. That's 10 out of 10 is what that is. Um, I have to follow that. Yes. (laughs) I give it a go. Here we go. Um, Inspirations. Um, somebody asked me the other day, actually, and it's just my go-to answer, and I have it so well rehearsed that I'm going to whip it out and just give it to the pair of you right now. The answer. Um, Freddie Mercury. And I know we've touched on Queen a couple of times there in the, the really good 10 out of 10 answer, but <laughs> Freddie Mercury is my all-time biggest inspiration, and not just for music, but for uh, just life. <clears throat> I kind of want to live um, how he lived And the one story that kind of constantly plays in my mind is, um, so he was diagnosed with the HIV virus AIDS in 1987, and he died in late 1991. And between those couple of years, he released uh, two albums with his band and he recorded enough uh, material to posthumously release a third record, um, which they did in 1995. Um, And he was a millionaire when he was doing this. So he wasn't doing it for the money. He was doing it because he just loved what he did. And he was given a death sentence and he was all like, I don't care. I'm just going to live this thing while I have it. And there's something so, so beautiful and brave and just inspiring um because i want to live like that because life is hard you know i mean sometimes you get down and you just stay on the couch or on the bed and you don't want to do nothing but like this guy was given a death sentence and worked so hard until he could not stand up in the uh recording booth to do another vocal take i mean he gave it his all he just i want to live my life like that he's such an inspiration that's my answer nine out of ten what do you think (laughs) ten out of ten 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Freddy? Freddy? Okay. So, from Inspirations, talk to me a bit about how you connect to content, like social media, uh, uh, websites, uh, audiences, even before you two met. I wanna I wanna lead us to the moment where you met, but were you creating content separately? Uh, I was off of social media for I think six seven years um, before Genasi Qua started, and I was very 
apprehensive in any sort of fashion of um, getting on any sort of social media. I realized it was a, an unhealthy patch for an isolation that I was in. Um, and a lot of things felt very uh, fragile and fickle um, through social media. Uh, as far the closest I could get... Um, I was about to say, no, I wasn't making really any content, but before then I was on a website called hit record, which Joseph Gordon Levitt and his brother started for, uh, about two and a half years. And I would just, uh, it was an incredibly international crowd. I don't think I collaborated with one person stateside the entire time. Uh, it was, which I preferred it that way. It was, it was just an amazing kind of experience. But that's like a truly collaborative website where I would just po post poetry or if somebody needed lyrics or whatever I could do to just be a sounding board to ideas. Um, but I don't, even, I don't know if that would be considered social media. It was just content for the sake of content. It was just collaborating for the sake of collaborating, just kind of getting the wheels churning. And that was a, that was definitely a light and a dark time just to go like, okay, I'm giving, I'm creating something of value that is being expressed that it has value. And people were making other things based on that. I uh, got my first check from music that way, which was like $7 and something. It was just kind of like a little royalty fee. And I was just like, I will keep this $7 forever. Never spend it. <laughs> uh, so that was, that was a really lovely time. I think uh, in terms of like not social media, uh, it's not probably social media, but it is a community of people. Um, so I think yep. there is kind of a, a social aspect to it. Uh, so that's interesting. And what about you, Chris? Um, I was not creating content before I met uh, Hunter. I, I'm not great with social media. I, I don't have... How, 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 how would you even put this, I suppose? Like some people have the desire to climb Mount Everest. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I have no desire to play with social media at all. I never think about it. It's, it's not in my purview. I see other people on it. And, you know, when I get a little peek, sneak peek of whatever's going on, I enjoy what I see. But it's, it, it hasn't got its hooks in me. Um, probably to my detriment, because like if you're not on social media and you're trying to let the world know that you are there or you have a service to provide or a skill set and you're not on those platforms, it can kind of go against you. Um, but it's funny, actually, um, Hunter, you were talking about uh, that, that first paycheck you got. Um, I just This just popped into my mind when you said this. The first time I got paid for writing a song for somebody and sending it off, that day, I, I think I was talking to you on the phone, wasn't I? And I was talking about, like, I thought I would have had this kind of, um, like, I made it moment. I'm, I'm a paid artist. I've made, but it never came. It never came. So it was a kind of stark realization of these are just kind of parameters that we kind of put on ourselves that don't really exist. Maybe it was a bit of pressure I was putting on myself as well. Excuse me. Um, but, um, yeah, just wanted to share that anecdote there. I actually forgot what the question was. That's hilarious. Um, uh, okay, so if you were uh, creating content uh, before you two met, like on your own, uh, or dabbling in 
social media audiences and, and all of that. So, uh, yeah, Defo answered that. <laughs> Now that I remember what the question is, I was like, yeah, there's the answer. <laughs> yeah, so, so you did answer. Uh, okay, so now I am going to uh, probably piss off one of your fan question, uh, fan question askers uh, because I'm going to ask a question that they asked before we get to the fan questions. Um, and that question is, And I'll probably put the the name of the asker uh, uh, above uh, above the video. Uh, how the heck did two dudes in two different countries both meet and find a way to make content across the ocean together? Pigeons <laughs> Many, several, in fact. Yeah. Uh, we can name them if you like. John, Johnny. <laughs> George Jim. Yeah, they're all J sounds for some reason. Jorge. Uh, do you want to answer that uh, seriously, Hunter? I want Chris to answer this because I answered it in uh, a different way in the, in the previous one. And I just want to see Chris's version of okay. how we came to be. Hmm. The year was 1945. Um... <laughs> I was at a talkie with John downtown. He's yeah, a pigeon. We need, we need to put like black and white. <laughs> <laughs> and the pigeon is right here. Um, okay, so um, it was the pandemic. I remember this. Myself and my wife were living on the west coast of Ireland, a place called Spanish Point. Um, and a friend kind of put us onto D&D and we were kind of, you know, kind of one foot in, one foot out. And then we found out about campaign two of Critical Role. So we're all like, let's give it a go. Sat down, started watching it. And I was like, oh, this is the best thing ever. Um, and back in the day, they used to do the, uh, the fan art in between the, the break. And um, we saw some cool stuff. Uh, and one thing in particular that had a, an Instagram tag on it. And I said to my wife, because I don't play with uh, social media from the first answer. Uh, or the second one. Um, I said, you should at that person and tell them their work is class. Um, so she did. She got back to us. Her name is Gretchen. Shout out to Gretchen in South Africa. Gretchen. Um, and Baron, he's alleged to. Um, so, yeah. And then we kind of hit it off. And then we started a campaign. And it turns out Gretchen has a friend. And her friend's name is Hunter. Mm. And then he guests in one of our episodes. And I'm like, I like this guy. I think we're going to be friends. And then we became friends. Um, and then we saw Bo Burnham's inside, not together. Um, and we're like, dude, do you think what I'm thinking? I'm thinking we do that. Let's do it. And we just, uh, we picked D&D. Um, funny songs about D&D. Um, it took a little bit of time to get some traction. But then when we started getting there, um, it was just a ride all laugh. And I got to just make a lot of cool stuff that did not exist in the universe before we willed it into existence. So Hunter... Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, the uh, only things I really tack on to that is, uh, one, uh, I did the exact same thing with Gretchen. Um, and I've never done it before, never done it since. I've just, I'm going to message this person. Something in the stars was like, talk to this person. Ultimate butterfly effect. Uh, Gretchen told me years later that only two people have done that to her, which are us two. Um... And uh, 
the best part was I had made Bonholm, who I mentioned before, this uh, quirky folk rune knight fighter. And I was like, well, he's probably very old. He has a bunch of kids, so I'm going to name all these kids. And probably has a wife, and so the wife has a backstory to have this colored magical fur. Um, and so she needs a reason to have said colored magical fur. So I made her uh, serenade the moon to sleep. And I was like, well, if she sang the song to sleep, um, or sang the moon to sleep, then I need to write this lullaby. So I did, and I shared it on her little WhatsApp thing. And Chris, like 10 minutes after, was like, oh, I played this on the ukulele just because I liked it. And that began the, planted the seed of collaboration. So when Bo Burnham's Inside came out, uh, I think it was around August, uh, when you messaged, it was like, that felt really good. I think there's something there. And there's no reason why Bo Burnham in one room can make all this brilliance and we're just kind of sitting here pandemic and not doing something ourselves. And so then we just went through, what do we want to do? What inspires us? And hit the ground running from there. Yeah, I mean, you could say that it was D and Destiny. <laughs> okay, thanks for the pity laugh. Appreciate that. Thank you, Orn. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Fix that in post. Yeah, cut that. We can Gavin? Get, uh, Gav, Gavin. Gav. Cut that. Put some, that the, can we have some sparkles, like a harp sound, right after D and Destiny? <laughs> Gavin? <laughs> or sad trombone. You know, dealer's choice. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think I think Gavin Gavin will have fun with this one. <laughs> Good for you, Gavin. Okay, so you started like this little uh, uh, game of D and D, and from there you kind of uh, started like this. This you you planted the seeds of collaboration. Now take me to that pivotal moment where you open. A TikTok account. Oh, it didn't feel pivotal. Uh, it just felt like, oh, I never have been on TikTok and now I have a TikTok account. Uh, that was and, and I'm not Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> like what is, all, especially when you first make a TikTok account, nothing is tailored to you. So it's just a bunch of what? What are people doing? And I was having to kind of be the liaison to like communicate to Chris. I was like, I don't know. This is so strange. Uh, but there's something that you mentioned, Chris, before uh, we started the interview that I definitely want to like throw it to you of like that moment, the more pivotal moment of like, oh, there's something cooking here. What that felt like. Oh, the, there's something cooking here. Like before we set up the account. No, no, no. Like after we set up the account, like what was the first kind of taste of oh, we are dude. reaching people? Um, I th Oh, my God, dude, it has to be the Smiley Day song, wasn't it? That was oh, like the Smiley Day or the because for two different reasons, the uh, first little Nat 20 happy one uh, that got like 15,000 hits or something. Yeah, the drunk. Can I drink twenty pints? Oh my exactly. God. Exactly. Looking back now, oh my god. Yeah, that one got um, fifteen thousand views, and that was we, we were we, sky yeah. high. We we're just like we made it. This we is one TikTok, fifteen thousand views. Yeah. I'm like, put Tack me in the ground up. now. I'm done. This is amazing. Um, but yeah, we we put out. Um, 
Oh gosh, this is so braggy then. Humble brag, is that cool? It's yeah. an interview. Just talk about <laughs> yeah, ourselves. Leave this in. Um, yeah, we put out a song, um, Smiley Day. A hunter wrote a song about um, Sam Regal's character, Fresh Cut Grass. And um, I put it to this kind of super smiley, happy folk tune, upright bass, just a kick drum, boom, 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 boom. And it's just like a tambourine going and guitars and whatnot. Um, and, uh, he saw it, he, he saw it and he thanked us for it. And we were just kind of like, just freaking out. There's no other way to put it. We were just like, Sam Regal liked our thing. Ah! We were freaking out. Like the whole, I'll never forget it. It was unreal. Um, because that was the goal. Like Hunter was like, what do you want out of this? And I was like, I want to be like, again, this is sounding crazy now. So now that I'm thinking about it, I would like uh, for somebody from like critical role to like to see us, see us or reference us. And then when that happened, I was like, what else is possible? Where do we go now? Because we hit the goal. We got to set a new one. Anyway, that's just a whatever story. But um, Hunter, you, go. You, you, you tell a story for the kids. Yeah, just uh, to kind of uh, go off of that. When we started this Genasiqua thing, I was so apprehensive in my soul because I was... I don't want to be around people. Um, I kind of just got used to being alone. I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to be seen, which is kind of like why we did puppets and everything. Um, Cause I was just like, I just don't want to be on camera. Uh, and uh, I have never had any puppeting experience. I don't have video editing experience. So we're doing all that, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Chris kept saying to me, it's like, Hey man, uh, uh, my dream critical role gonna see this and i'm i'm just already being that terrible pessimistic friend of just like get that out of your head we're just making some songs just uh it's not gonna happen i don't want to disappoint you so i'm gonna disappoint you now so right there and so when we made some because we both love critical role it's what got us together and uh so i made a twitter account just to send just to tag sam because i've seen critical role you know retweet people or something like that so it's like okay make a twitter account uh and i put like day one of trying to get sam eagle to notice our uh smiley day puppet song 10 minutes later he was like amazing great job guys really loved it i screenshotted it sent it to chris and i was like hey dream achieved good job like pack it up we We got it and i remember i remember those like chris come on man look your head's in the cloud bubby let's get down here and let's just you know we'll do a couple of videos i'm like i'm a dreamer man i say to you the whole time every time i'm all like i want i want to hit this and you're like bro i'm like yeah i'm a dreamer so it was a good lesson it was good i can't help i can't help it i'm a dreamer is such a good way to achieve your dreams (laughs) <laughs> I love it. But the problem is then you have to actually do something about it, which I'm not always great at. So if somebody could help me out there, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, to dream is like the most epic responsibility. Hmm. It is something that carves a little place in your soul and it can really warm you up in the worst times. And I had not had proper hope before then and i thought i was doing a service to chris by going like don't do that to yourself because i don't want to comfort 
I just want to kind of create stuff. I, I don't want to be in this kind of emotional capacity. But they really go hand in hand. You have to be like emotionally vulnerable vulnerable to really connect with an audience properly. So yeah. uh, I learned from Chris a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, this is new let's unpack that um no let's all not. right um, is is it rude to ask the interviewer a question go ahead i mean seeing as we were talking about dreams there for a second uh what was yours slash what is yours currently in terms of what just living your life baby what was your dream what did you want to be when you grew up i want to be free that's my dream. <laughs> Free in terms of like, I work a nine to five and I don't want to anymore because I've, I've done it so many years and I'm just tired and I want to be free. Preach. Preach. <laughs> you can do it. Follow that dream. I believe in you. You can achieve that. I'm working on it. <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> we are participating in the dream. <laughs> Oh, yes. We're, we're all collectively dreaming. This podcast oh, is part of it. <laughs> man, I, I fully support your dream, man. Go get it. That's what I say. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> we love you, best friend. Yes. <laughs> Wait, try the thumbnail. Hard. Thumbnail. The thumbnail. <laughs> Look awkward. Look as awkward as you possibly can. <laughs> I love you. It's just a ball. <laughs> it's just a ball. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, do you know that one? <laughs> no. I'm gonna start doing this now. <laughs> There's the thumbnail. <laughs> Is that cool, Gav? Is that cool, Gavin? <laughs> Is that cool, Gavin? <laughs> Come on, Gav. Come on. Um, Play ball. Okay. Uh I do wanna ask you like uh where you went from that moment where kind of Sam Regal acknowledged your existence. Uh, but before we move there, I want to ask you, why puppets? Like, let's unpack the puppets Ooh. thing. <laughs> <It's cousin>. uh, <laughs> because it is. We're Chris is ugly, Oren. We are <laughs> not what you call conventionally attractive. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> No, um, no, th this ain't gonna work. Okay, we need, we need this. This is, this is gonna work. That okay, I, <laughs> the real answer is, uh, we were basically having conversations about audio stuff. About hey, here are songs, perform the songs. But TikTok and YouTube and these Instagram reels are a visual medium, and uh, I was like, Chris, I definitely don't want to be on camera. Um, and our first conversations were about shooting Chris, um, while you were in Spain, I believe, and like setting up a camera and kind of like lip syncing to oneself, uh, which is, uh, this kind of weird thing that is not great. Uh, just, it feels a little awkward. And then also like doing kind of a live thing. There are too many variables there. And then, then you have the footage and like, what do you do there? And nobody's we don't really video edit or anything like that. And I remember that night where we had that distinct conversation, I was on Imager and there's a little gif of a girl with her puppet, little flat mouth puppet. And uh, it's just the like, you want to slip, 
please slit. It's such a stupid thing. And I remember very distinctly like watching it over and over and over. I'm like, puppets have a face. Puppets have a mouth. Puppets are literally lip syncing. That's their whole thing is to lip sync. So I went and I think it was like $40, $50. Um, wow. And I was like, that's the best. Because everything else was like $200, $300 in that range. And I was like, Chris, puppets? Uh, and he was like, yeah, for sure. So I got one, then I got another. And now it's our brand. And here we are. Wow. <laughs> People like puppets. People like puppets. People like puppets. People, people like puppets. <laughs> Uh, did the creator of the puppets like reach out? Uh, I left a review a couple times for each one and said that we had made content with it and uh, just gave like really, really heartfelt reviews. And so they like messaged me back. It's like, oh, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. But they haven't seen our stuff as far as I know. Oh, okay. Uh, Which is that, a real shame. Uh, that, that would be interesting to see how they react to that. <laughs> how they react to their <laughs> creations being used. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> lawyers knocking on the door. Like, hey man, you gotta hey. stop, man. You gotta stop. Yeah, lawyers. Yeah, like Puppet lawyers jackets. show up. Hey. Puppet hey. lawyers. <laughs> yeah, you gotta stop, man. I mean, we're gonna break your knees. Like, come on, less of that. What in the Muppet movie is this? <laughs> uh, that's so cool. I love this yeah. so much. <laughs> um, hope hope you like it too, Gav. <laughs> Honestly, I should have just been the puppet this whole interview. <laughs> no, we need but to nobody that acknowledged me. <laughs> people know what you look like. Wow, that would Thanks. be so cool. <laughs> Is the puppet making an appearance tonight, Hunter? Is it too late? It's right over there. <laughs> do you want to give it a guest appearance? <laughs> I'll get my ukulele. I'll, I'll go off screen as well. Oh my gosh. Roll for song live. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I do have I do have a, a dice. Uh, let's do it. Let's make it fun. Sure. Uh, sure. And if I if I roll like last time, Hunter. Uh, oh, is this for the? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris, just so you know, he rolled a d20 for, uh, like, a spoiler. Uh, one being a, like, non-spoiler, 20 being the major spoiler for the stream. And he got a natural 20. Oh, go away. Did you honor it? I did. You're a good man, Hunter. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, I'm <laughs> very man. much about games and rules. So if you say this is what we're doing, I'm, like, always down. Yeah, so so it works both ways. Like with uh, with Hunter, I got a nat twenty, but with Patch, I got a nine, and then nine. Uh, and then he was, uh, uh, <laughs> and then he was kind enough to give me advantage, and I rolled a five. <laughs> well, do you know what? There you go. That's life, That's isn't it? That's D and D. That just happens. Isn't it? Uh, That's D and D for you. Okay, so I'm I'm just going to put this here so uh, so people can see. Ooh, nat twenty, please, good God! So let's roll for live performance. That's a that's an eight. That's an that's eight. kind of where my skill set's at. So that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, okay, so uh, so how do you want to do this? Uh, do you want to? Oh, that's the thing. That's oh, the, that's oh, the right. thing. How do you want to do this was our first song. 
It's true, actually. Okay. <laughs> that is a true statement. <laughs> All right, so like, here's what we're going to do. Hunter, okay. you, you pick some random scenario, and I'll try and get... And write something down real fast, man. Any rhymes you got there? Okay, okay. Uh, so, eight. I'm thinking about, like, the interview that we are having right now. So keep it very topical. Right. So I say, what about a, uh, Freddy-esque, like, queen in the studio throwing things around about, uh, our story? Like, (gasps) ooh, this can be like, this has been following me around, like the butterfly effect. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like our... Our little story about how so many things had to happen. The destiny of it. The fate of it. The across the sea. Ooh, I got it. Okay. This this is amazing. This is amazing. I have have the whole thing ready to go in my head right now. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Go. Two, three, four. Freddy thinks Hunter is cool. Freddy thinks Chris is cool. He really likes Genasi Quad. Yeah. <laughs> the end. So royalties, will we? What? Like, how will we handle that? Like, yeah, will we yeah, talk yeah. to Gavin and uh, Post. Or... Can we get the puppet lawyers in here again? Just yeah, uh... yeah they here. Uh, we'll <laughs> edit in the want? puppet lawyers later. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Hey, Chris, good, that was a solid eight, man. Just out of twenty, nice. <laughs> 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 Like, <laughs> thanks, I guess. <laughs> but at least Freddie thinks we're cool. So Honestly, I kind of wanted it as a ringtone. Uh, I, I kind of <laughs> forgot I rolled an eight. <laughs> out of 20. Solid eight. He rolls a 20, a whole orchestra comes out behind Chris. All right. Uh, wow, that's so cool. We got a, we got a little glimpse uh, into your process uh, uh, and your yeah, communication is so so natural. That's so cool. Um, Thank you. So That's a lovely thing to say. Uh, so f- so from this moment, like, um, how was it to uh, get to where we are today? Like, um, how did you feel like you were growing on TikTok, and what was uh, what was your kind of way to reach 50,000 uh, or maybe even more right now uh, followers on the platform? Let me pour me a drink first. This is a tale of woe-ish. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a roller coaster. It's, it's kind of like... And it ends in a thumbs up. Um, do you want to go, Hunter? Uh, yeah, I think we can really tag team this one. So definitely like jump in. Because uh, it's, uh, we started last, last, um, October. I don't know the concept of time anymore. Um, and I didn't really know what to expect. I had no frame of reference for TikTok, which is where we were mainly posting everything. Um, so when we got like a hundred views on something, I was like, we are crushing. Like, look at this. Um, and, uh, we 
passed by uh, a few friends that had been um, on TikTok for uh, a couple years. And they're like, we've been here for like uh, a few years. And now you have more followers than us. And it was at like a, a couple hundred followers. And I was like, hey, we're doing great. And then that first kind of uh, natural 20 pints thing happened with like 15,000 views. I remember very distinctly of like, oh my gosh. And then we got up to like a thousand followers. I was like, there's a thousand people following us. This is absolutely insane. Um, and so we were, I was writing all this sort of, uh, content and songs just to, for the reason of, and I, I think a lot of creators, a lot of content creators have this exact same kind of journey in their own way of, do you make what you like? Or do you try to make what is expected of you or what you think the audience wants or what the viewership count goes toward? Because once you start doing stuff, then especially when something pops off, it's like, oh, there's a precedent to go there. And that's something that Chris and I struggled with independently and kind of uh, collectively because... I just wanted, I was like, I just want to write songs and give them to my friend and, you know, just uh, bask in each other's little collaborative moment. And when it really started to hit, when you get like Sam noticing us um, and some other people commenting that I was like, okay, there's potential for real attention to our first like Nat 20 song, which is kind of our, we've had quite a few of those like hit, uh, hundreds of thousands to like millions of views which really propelled us it's like that's that's the thing that can really make an audience and if you get like a substantial audience then a lot of different avenues open up so the conversation changes and that can be very weird that can just feel awkward because it's like we were just kind of doing exactly what you just saw of us just goofing around to now creating plans and this is what people want to see and then feeling like okay well where 15,000 on 20 pints was uh awe striking was not good enough that that doesn't even blip on the radar and that can just feel like insurmountable because you you are kind of beholden to this algorithmic um amorphous we use the word fickle a lot um monster <laughs> it is fickle. Uh, yeah isn't it, it just... and ev everybody struggles with it it's always adjusting nobody knows where it's going on people there's a whole industry just a, around interpreting this uh <laughs> these runic symbols uh that is the algorithm and we and I struggled with it because I was off social media for so long and the game had changed many, many, many times since the last time I was on there. And now I have like this thing and I I don't want to disappoint my collaborative partner. And so when I realized one thing in particular, I think we both did, is that a, an audience on there is not made via crawl, it is made in just a few leaps. Hmm. And so some people are just like, you know, I'm just churning out content, a few videos a day. And each one of them maybe gets like a few hundred views and maybe just a little bit of followers with each one. And then sometimes something hits and you gain 20,000, 30,000, 50,000, 100,000 followers in one video. Mm 
just from one thing. And then they're speaking at conventions or uh, uh, brands are reaching out. And that's just from one, just from one thing. And usually it's the one you don't expect. So you're just pulling out your hair because your entire, the conversation has changed. And it's very easy to kind of lose yourself and lose why you kind of became uh, silly in the first place. So yeah. uh, one of the most important things in life that I say to everybody is just balance. It's okay to be aware of those shifting sands and, and the winds of the sea and being okay to sail them. But you got to realize why you went out onto the sea in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Your first reason. Um, there's a great show. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Can you can we talk about shows that we actually like? Yeah. Or is that like um, Gavin will edit those? <laughs> you can talk Sorry. about whatever you want. Man, there's a TV show on Netflix and um, they cancelled it after the second season. It's called The OA. And there's a very profound mm. moment where a character is trying to like rejuvenate another character by uh, trying to say, like, what was your first reason? Why did you start in the first place? Why did you get into it? Um, and Hunter brings up a very good point, and I'm very guilty of, um, or at least I was anyway, uh, last year of number hunting. Like well, you, Hunter, you put it so well, like that first video, like 15,000, we're like 15,000, we win. Um, and then we put out a couple that would do like half million, a million. And all of a sudden that became the benchmark. And you try to hit that with everything you do. And when you send your baby out the door to be like, okay, don't forget to make them laugh and smile. Out you go. Um, and it doesn't perform well. Like there was definitely a moment in my or our, uh, our career yeah, where I was just like, I don't think I want to do this anymore because I'm not getting the views. Um, so I packed it in. I packed it in. When was that? October last year, Hunter, was it? Mm -hmm. November? Yeah, I packed it in. I said, hey, man, I'm out. I can't be doing this anymore because do you know why? Every time I put something out there and it doesn't get a million views, it makes me sad. So bye bye. Um, and earlier this year, I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What, like, what, like, it was making me happy to begin with. And now I don't have it in my life anymore. And I wasn't creating anything apart from stuff that I do for work that I have to do. Um, and then I just, I reached out to Hunter and I was like, man, I was a total ass. Um, and I, I, I didn't beg him to take me back, but I was all like, hey, do you still want to do that? And uh, Hunter, thank you so much for bringing this back into my life because I don't know what I was thinking with those numbers. They're just so silly. I can't believe that I was letting that like just make me upset and I was keeping myself upset and just, oh. Anyway, um, I'll let, uh, just to tie, and tie that in um, to uh, numbers uh, are a fool's game. And remember your first reason. And just follow that. If it makes you happy, it makes you happy. If two people see it and they like it, then you, you then that's worth it. That's worth it. If a million people see it, grand. Doesn't matter to me now. I just want to make music with my friend. I love this so much. Uh, this is something that every creator, every beginner creator should hear. Uh, this is a lesson for all of us 
uh, even uh, uh, people who do have an audience uh, that sometimes the thing that uh, is what you need to focus on is not like the people and and like the the audience and the numbers it's so easy to think about oh we're not getting like a, a half million views now like we did in in the last video but can you actually imagine half million people around yourself uh in in a in a stadium or whatever it's it's crazy so many people you can't even imagine so many people listening to something or reading something or watching something that you made. Um, so actually like uh, uh, being so conscious about like, okay, I'm just going to do what I like and put it out there. Uh, it's, it's such a, uh, it's such an important lesson uh, for so many people to hear. Uh, so thank you for sharing that both of you. Um, yeah. You're welcome, Oren. You're very welcome. Um, but yeah, I think it's important, man. I think it's really important because like people live and die online these days. Um, and oh, God, it's just, I don't want to get too meta, but I'm a little anyway, but like, it's all one big, just illusion. Yeah. If somebody vibes on that out there in Radioland, you know what I'm talking about? But like, just getting caught in the trap of I'm not someone unless I'm doing this. Or for example, if somebody's a taxi driver, my, my dad, shout out to the Fox, um, he can't stop working. He's been a taxi driver for 44, 45 years and he's 70. And he, the, the thought of just being at home, chilling out, um, repulses him. And he's just a workaholic. Um, because if he's not a taxi driver, who is he? And I think kind of identifying with what you're doing to the extent that if it's not doing well, I'm not doing well, uh, the lines can become kind of blurred there and you can lose yourself. People lose themselves in numbers all the time. Money, right? Money, money, stress, money problems. People, you know, I understand we all need that stuff to like keep the roof over our heads and the bell our bellies full. Um, but my gosh, just like when you play the numbers game, <sighs> Just keep best keep your wits about you if you can is my advice from somebody who stood in the bear trap, you know, just keep your wits about you. It's it's this too shall pass. This this too shall pass. And, yeah. and all that. Yeah. You can't quantify happiness. You can't just drop that sentence and, and stop talking afterwards. <laughs> Let's try. Let's try. See what happens. Nothing's happening. Okay, something should happen. Explain Muppet yourself, lawyers. young man. <laughs> Muppet lawyers. <laughs> we're back. Hey, we're back to break your legs. Your felt legs. Say something. <laughs> there are no legs. It's just a puppet. It's, yeah, there are no legs down. That's, that's a good joke. <laughs> break your we're, we're here to break your legs to a puppet that has no legs. <laughs> Ooh, I'm scared. Uh, Hold on, explain that. What was that? What was that? You, you can't quantify happiness. It's a, around the same idea of if some number that you're attributing to, we'll say like viewership, since that's uh, what this is, uh, interview is really kind of uh, circling around. It will never be good enough 
you will hit a plateau and that will be your new foundation and then it'll be raised and raised and raised and raised and the quantity the number there represents this nebulous amount of no-name, faceless people you will probably never meet. And I think it's very easy to slip into the feeling that you do not exist unless you are perceived. It can be a very treacherous battlefield on these sort of social media accounts when the perceiving by one isn't good enough, 10, 100, 1,000. These sort of numbers, quantities, viewership is not going to fill the void that creating can. So it's nice to be recognized. It's nice to be uplifted and to be appreciated, all those sorts of things for the things you do create. But that's where balance comes in of realizing that you have to do it for yourself. Here, here. Um, and with a collaborator, you got to do it for your partner. You got to mm -hmm. care. You got to compromise. Yeah, you got to yeah. communicate. And I would stress to Chris and to uh, everyone uh, a lesson that I learned, especially in the last year, um, is the word grace. Just give yourself some grace. Just, it's okay to get lost in stuff. The way. world is insane. We're all just trying to connect. Uh, through this project, a little adjacent point, I've met a crazy amount of people, and there are so many little pockets of communities that overlap within this kind of D&D &D niche. And I look around a lot of times like, these are amazing people. These are really, like full creatives just like like i just want like what are you doing here you're too cool just go out and venture into like a field of sunflowers you know um but <laughs> we're all uh struggling hard and we're all searching for some sort of community and i think like post-pandemic is like a whole conversation topic there but just trying to recognize there is a connecting point here. There's something that can't be quantified, that can't be articulated properly. So even back to a previous question, uh, Chris and I recognize that in each other pretty immediately and then just took the next step, which I think a lot of people have that potentiality. But sometimes you just get lost in trying to connect with a number that doesn't really represent anyone. It just represents an algorithmic treat instead of uh, a flesh and bone uh, stardust person, you know? Uh, uh, okay, so we are going to move to fan questions now. Um, so the first question that I have for you is from Artemis Jade. Uh, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladed swallow? 
Just kidding. <laughs> If there was one fictional weapon that you could bring to the real world, what would it be? It can be from anywhere. Good Monty Python reference to top that off. Good, good, good. Um, fictional portal weapon. gun? Portal Ooh, gun, portal gun is it? great answer. Come on, portal gun. Nah, <laughs> that's so good. Because nobody would... can get hurt. Can they? They could. Yeah, for sure. A lot could go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So This much could go wrong. Um, I have not played it, but the Half-Life 2, like, what is it? The little anti-gravity gun? The little, like, you hold stuff and you shoot at it. We'll, we'll talk about the statement that you just made after the interview. <laughs> I haven't played Half-Life 2. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Controversial. But that always seemed like a cool thing. Is Yoshi considered a weapon? Yoshi. <laughs> it's, it's your dream, baby. It can be whatever you want. It can be And from anywhere. <laughs> Fictional weapon. Oh, I've played, it's so funny because I've played so many games with so many weapons and your mind just empties. But the question also does not specify the skill set that happens with said weapon. So I was like, oh, this is a great, great sword that I'll never be able to wield. It is just too heavy and too monstrous. So uh, let me uh, let me give you a little direction here because uh, I think somehow uh, the wording of the question uh, uh, got us into video games, but the wording of the question was a fictional weapon that you could bring to the real world and it could be from anywhere. So it could also be from uh -huh. literature. Excalibur. No, that feels too obvious. What about the primary weapon that the UFOs have in Independence Day? That'd be a pretty gnarly thing to have. <laughs> oh, we have those. You know what? I, I think yeah. It, uh, yeah, I think it's a question we can all answer. So, Hunter, uh, uh, what is your answer? Uh, give me a moment. I'm still thinking. Or in your Okay. Uh, I go? Okay. So, um, I'm going to call myself out now. Uh, there is uh, a book series by Brendan Sanderson called The Stormlight mm -hmm. Archive. And uh, there is a thing in this world that uh, uh, some, I'm not, I don't remember the name right now, uh, but there are some spren. Spren is, uh, is the word. Uh, some spren and Uh, uh, spoilers for Stormlight Archive uh, nerds, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, some spren can transform into swords. Uh, and I want that sword because that sword uh, could actually kill anything just by touch. What? So say you accidentally just rub up against it. <laughs> oh, sorry, sir, excuse me. <laughs> so Dead. so yeah technically that happens in the book where uh someone uh uh touches someone's arm and the arm stops functioning it's not cut off it just passes through it and it dies like that limb you want this in the real world how dare you <laughs> that's my oh, dream. it's your dream baby it's your dream <laughs> baby uh, i'm gonna go with uh, another video game one go for it son because i'm just stuck on mario right now Uh, <laughs> I want the leaf from Super Mario so I can turn into like a flying tanuki uh, raccoon and just 
Whack people with your wag tail. Wag my tail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hit people with my tail, <laughs> wag it, and then just fly around. So if you're in the world of Mario, can I point you to the world of Zelda? <gasps> yes, <laughs> you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can try. Oh, so many good weapons in Zelda. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll take the Triforce. Good choice. <laughs> just the whole okay. thing. This might be a deep cut, and I don't know if you guys know this weapon. It's totally fictitious. Um, uh, so Batman had, like, anti-shark repellent or something like that in his <laughs> bat belt. Um, I would bring that into the real world, monetize that, and make a gazillion overnight in okay. Australia. <laughs> so that's what I do. But that's purely for monetary gain. Um Plus, it's handy. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're out for a swim and something's at you, I mean, if, like... you, if you want shark repellent, we just set up a screen and show Deep Blue Sea to the sharks. So they know what they're all like. like Deep Blue Sea, Jaws, Megalodon. I don't know any of other shark movies. Sharknado. Sharknado. Classic. Oh, they would love that, though. Shark movie theater. That's something to monetize. Yeah, get on that. Write that down. Orin, yeah. This is a. This is <laughs> <laughs> we'll so, touch like, in on the next thing. Business meeting. <laughs> this is um, uh, sharks to sharks. Thankfully, we are recording. <laughs> uh, uh, Gavin, we're going to need you to heavily edit this part. <laughs> Thanks, Gav. Good. Get on that. Gavin. We'll cut you in. We'll cut you in, Gavin. On the thing, the product. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, great question from Artemis Jade. Uh, Thanks, the next question is from Charm. And the question is, hey, Charm. what is your favorite energy to have during the creative process with another? What's most conducive and how do you bring it? It's total madness, chaos, just absolute, just off the walls, mental energy. There's no, I, I, I don't think there's ever been a session where we're like, oh, we're going to take it down now, pick or two and just <laughs> slide on into this. Whenever we're together, we are just like, what about this? And what about that thing? Is like, oh my God, that'd be so funny. Um, so yeah, just madness, total madness. And I think that comes across in some of our content. What do you think, Hunter? Uh, I would say a malleable energy. Don't be so headstrong and strict in, uh, whatever the vibe is that you're being there, which I think kind of goes in with chaotic energy quite a bit. It's just, uh, yeah, it's nebulous and it just kind of conforms to one another. So go in wanting to collaborate, not wanting to pitch necessarily just going like hey here's like this kind of amorphous idea what can we do with that because yeah like 10 times out of 10 uh working together it'll be better than uh you could have done on your own but you just yeah. got to be open to it so good wholesome versatile energy interrupting the video to thank today's sponsor my patrons you are the most amazing people on the planet and your generous support helps keep this thing going. So from the bottom of my heart to you, thank you so much for supporting the channel. If you, the viewer, want to become a member, become a patron, you can go to either patreon.com forward slash the coin or click the join button below. It is the same price. Uh, whatever you choose to do, it's fine. Some benefits for becoming a patron or a member, getting the interview a week earlier, getting it without ads and getting it without this 
sponsorship insertion. So thank you so much again for uh, those of you who are patrons and members. Thank you for watching. And now back to the video. Cool. Uh, okay. The next question is from Sin. Thanks, Charm. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, Sin with a C. Yes. Love Sin. Uh, the question is, how do you work around creative differences in a way that blends your different visions for a project? Murder. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> Compromise is a beautiful word, sir. Um, <laughs> a whole bunch of meet you in the middle. I'll meet you in the middle on this one. This time. Um, Hunter, you got... You wanna say... You wanna, it's always that? different and it's uh it's a really cheesy answer it's just caring about the other person uh recognizing the value that they bring to the table um and uh letting go of the kind of like from the last question just the ego of i have something and it is perfect the way it is don't do anything kind of thing because Again, kind of quantifying, it's not a linear scale. Like, I'm only in this to collaborate with my friend. So, uh, I don't think really anything truly beautiful happens in a vacuum. Like, we're always inspired by other people bringing in other different things. Even if you're not collaborating, you're kind of doing it passively. Yeah, just kind of go in, just not willing to compromise. I think that's the wrong way to put it, is ce celebrating compromise. Hmm. This guy's answers, I swear to God. I'm like, I'm stuck. I'm like, yeah. compromise. And this guy's all like, let me expand on that just a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Hunter. My God, saving my ass here. Hunter, what's your wisdom score? <laughs> Two. It's up there. Two. <laughs> Get out of it. Get out of it. Ah! You believe that? You believe anything? Go away. Uh, I think <laughs> wisdom in the way that you're inferring it is really hard fought. Um, it's kind of like the, uh, there's some Socrates quote of like, uh, the wisest people say that they know nothing. Um, and it's just talking about collaboration. It's just being versatile to the moment to being able to not be so steadfast in the placement, even kind of the Bruce Lee quote of just like, be like water, right? So it's really being perceptive, which is based in wisdom, um, and recognizing that. Uh, I think this is kind of off topic, but it's what it's making me think of. I think people get so hard up about this is who I am. If you don't like it, take it or leave it kind of thing. And mm -hmm. I think people forget tact and grace a lot because everybody's fighting battles that you don't know of. Um, and I think a lot of the wisdom is on the other side of that. If it is through each step of the grieving process, which not a lot of people get to the other side of that, to acceptance. Um, sometimes you just kind of get stuck in the, the middle of it. So I think wisdom is the good side of resentment, of cynicism. 
Um, another good quote. Uh, I think it's, oh, I don't want to miss it. It might be Asimov. I'm not sure. But uh, behind every cynic is a disappointed idealist. Okay. And so. I think the sentence you I, said before that is is a good quote in itself, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it's just being able to move through the grieving process fairly swiftly um, is wisdom. And I've done a lot of grieving, if I'm honest. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. We appreciate uh, your honesty, Hunter. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. So uh, if we're talking about low points, uh, the next question uh, is a good segue into, uh, into that. Uh, the question is from Veronica. And uh, Veronica asks, what are some things you do to get out of a creative slump? Murder. <laughs> One day. <laughs> Murder. So you're on your own here. Um, I do not do that. I do not partake in the, uh, the murdering. But um, whatever floats your boat, baby. Murder. Okay, he's sticking with it. Okay, I didn't think he would. Okay, no, 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 I was the, <laughs> sorry. Create creative slump. Uh, it's the theme, right? It's collaboration. Talk to your friends. Um, a, a lot of times, and Chris kind of knows this about me, like I'll create something very small that I have to build something around it so that it can house it, right? So, and I think Chris does that too, of just like, that's a really good line or that's like even a good rhyme or like a turn of phrase or something like that. So you got to build a story around it. You got to build a song around it just so that can exist. And I think that comes from just conversing with people and being creative with people. So I say mm -hmm. the best slump is just <clears throat> stop creating and start connecting and it'll just kind of wrap itself back around. Nice. I think it's also a good, like, in terms of uh, uh, creating and, and maybe even writing, uh, um, that tactic of, like, creating something small that you need to expand on is a good, like, world-building tactic. So if you're like, I, I, I really want this cool thing to exist in my world. Now what needs to happen? Why is it there? Why is the thing that is housing it there. Why is that there? Like you go back, it's a, it's kind of a recursive process of like creating the entire world because you just want that one cool thing to exist. To exist. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, um, that, that's an excellent question, Veronica. I, I'll just jump in there and answer it really fast myself. Is that cool, Lauren? Yeah, sure. Mm. Oh, sweet. Um, uh, it, it, this is going to sound a little bit, you know, I'm into myself a lot, but it's just kind of, I, it's just there. I feel, I find that the creativity is always there. Um, I think the hang up is where like people get kind of caught in, is it good or is it bad? Like, mm -hmm. it's just there. Like, you could be creative. Anybody could be creative. Like, my dad could be creative. Again, he's a taxi driver for 44 years. He just likes cars. He doesn't really do anything outside of that. But if he hit his chest, he's being creative. He's making... Tss, 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 
like it's just I find like it's there the whole time but people just get caught up on like I don't think anybody's going to like this or like oh, I don't know what to do with this or it's there in me I don't know how no, other people work No that's the best answer That's a good I, that's answer That's very good <laughs> So my wisdom's like a three, maybe a four. So if Hunter's a two, I'm, I've got to be a two and a half. Oh, man. That kind of blows my mind because it's very true. Yeah. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah. 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 Be- because it gets divided because I have some friends now. Okay. I have some friends and they, God, I hope they don't listen to us. Um, <laughs> one of my friends in particular takes the mick. If they, Does that translate to any of you? Like takes the piss, like makes fun, makes fun of my job. So I I write songs for people for occasions, like birthdays, anniversaries, whatever. So a lot of the songs are like, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Johnny the Pigeon. They'll call back to the joke at the (laughs) beginning of them. And um, she's like, that's not good because I know what good is. Like, uh, like Metallica's good. Bob Dylan's good. um, Bon Jovi's good in comparison which is the thief of joy to what you've written chris that's bad because i know what good is but look good and bad are just like thing like noises we make with our mouth um and it doesn't exist go out to the furthest corners of space and find something good or bad it doesn't exist it's just what people think yes so if you can bypass what people think oh they might think it's bad don't just do it for you, baby. Just do it for you. Um, queen! Yes, queen. Yes, queen. I love this. That's the best so answer much. right there. <laughs> Eight uh, out of 20, would you say? <laughs> oh, come on. Come, we'll come back. Nine out we'll of 20. Back. Easy. Nine. Nine. <laughs> Bring it all back, Orin. Okay. All back. <laughs> uh, the next question is from Lindsay Lu. I'm hope I, I hope I'm saying that name right. Uh, you didn't, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay. Uh, and the question is: What has been a song that was surprisingly deep that you created together? Surprisingly deep. We don't do anything deep. <laughs> oh, it's all surface level. Um, uh, Bertrand. I, the- Lament of Bertram Bell for me. Ooh, the Lament of Bertram Bell. Yeah, that was very early on. I really like that one. Uh, I like yeah. the parodies of Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Um, that we, we did three different verses for three different D&D deities. That's hard to say. Um, and <laughs> got a lot of compliments on those lyrics. That was really good. And I listened to those just in my free time because they were just so beautifully done the whole way around and so thematic i love a good theme and those just were kind of dripping in it so I, i'll go with that one cool yeah uh the lament of bertram bell i remember when um hunter sent it over and i was just it, it, it's so the collaborative process is very interesting because when you're reading it on the page versus when you're sitting at the piano trying to find the song um That one just came so quick, so naturally. And like Hunter, I found myself just like that whole night, just like listening to it back to the beginning. Back, just listening the whole time. I was like, this is beautiful. We made something really beautiful. Yeah, we need to revisit that one. 
It's nice, it's man. so good. It was nice, man. So, yeah, and that shook, it, it just kind of shook my core. Do you know what I mean? My soul kind of touched me deeply. And um, I was very grateful that we willed something into the existence um, where once there was nothing. You also Thank said you. something there that I want to uh, touch upon. Uh, you said you, you sit at the piano and find the song. Um, what, what do you mean by that? If you, if you could exp expand a bit about what that process is like. Um, yes, yes, I will try to expand on that. Um, so I saw, so I'm sitting there at the piano, right? So I'm sitting at this piano and I'm reading these words and I'm, the first word I see just makes me immediately go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to write this in a minor key. Uh, do you play music yourself, Orin? No. <laughs> okay, so let me play something really fast for you here. So this is A major. We're gonna have a birthday party, yeah. But your grandma just died. <laughs> so that's A major, that's A minor. So it's... Yeah, when I was reading it, I was like... We're gonna be sad today. You don't get a say in it, you're sad. Are you feeling sad, lads? Um, so you just find, even there, I found whatever that was. There's only t like 12 notes in this key, and you gotta find them, and they're there. And that's my process. Do you understand this? Okay, that's enough of that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of... I just showed you how I find the thing. Look at these mind claps. Keep, the, keep your hands in your pockets. <laughs> after that, your mind's blown after that. God bless you. You're very kind. Um, <laughs> sorry. So that's the process. I just sit down at whatever instrument I have, be it the ukulele, the guitar, the piano, and I just... Whatever the theme, if it just... If it reads sad, I can find it there if it reads happy i mean i, I got that on tap just... <laughs> um okay thank you for your quest question Lindsay lau Lou. Lou. i got it wrong too cool. uh it happens. okay next question uh, we have two questions from candy uh the first question from candy is anti can <laughs> You love entering before I, I, I start reading the question. <laughs> it looks fun. I'm going to do it next time. From what I understand, you're all from different places and time zones, which must make a collaboration a little more challenging. What have you found works best as a team? <laughs> Like, definitely being all like, what is your time? What time do you have? Because we get these spring forward, spring back nonsense clocks. And then we're all like, like, hey, Hunter, what's going on? And you're, you, you have your bowl of cereal in your mouth. It's like, I thought we were talking an hour later. Like, oh my God, <laughs> Jesus wept. Um, there are just so many kerfuffles <laughs> and stuff. Just a pro tip for any international collaborators out there. If you have insomnia, make friends with people in a different country than you. <laughs> because they're awake. <laughs> you don't have to be alone. So just a 
terrible sleep schedule will keep you creative. <laughs> it works. It's big, a, we're successful and he's incredibly sleep deprived. So I'm happy. So yeah. sleep deprivation. It's not so bad. Sure, you're it's open so to bad. one o'clock. Sleep deprivation the is the tactic. <laughs> yeah, deprive yourself to the point where you're hallucinating the creativity, and it's just—it's all around you. You don't know what's real. You don't hey. know what's imagined. What? The lawyers are back. <laughs> oh god! See the new music <laughs> genre: circadian rhythm and blues. We're <laughs> gonna break you. Uh, okay, and the next question from Candy is. The work you do that the work that you do is amazing. How do you decide which projects get priority to be made or completed first? Oh, that's tough. God damn it, Candy. God damn it. Come be in a headlock here. Antican. So I this is the short answer to that. Um when I was like obsessed with numbers, I was like, we gotta do an at 20 hunter. We got to do it at 20. And Hunter was all like, hey, man, come on. We can, like, expand and just do other things. I'm like, no, nah, man, we need the numbers. We need math. But I was extremely pushy. I can do a 17. <laughs> Nat 17. <laughs> <laughs> For a total of... I love that. Um, so, and now I'm going to tag in my partner who actually knows how to answer these questions. Hunter. <laughs> uh... What gets prioritized? We have different schedules, like we were just talking about. Um, And there is always a feeling of... Man, Chris just made a lot of music because that's what he does day to day, is make songs. And so sometimes it's like, hey, you made three songs today. How about a fourth? You know, (laughs) so it's always taken to account... Uh, where your partner is feeling. That's just across all relationships. Um, so there's that. Uh, number two, um, which admittedly we always could get better on. I think a lot of people can, but uh, there are some things that are more prescient, like uh, like when Calamity was happening or when like a new Dimension 20 uh, thing drops, like the one with Matt Mercer coming out. Tomorrow. Um, uh yeah the trailer drops tomorrow there's a trailer tomorrow um but uh there are certain waves that you want to ride uh if you're doing something like uh in honor of these other things um when there's like none of that really kind of going on we'll do a nat 20 song or like a disney parody or uh an original or something like that a lot of it is just kind of based on mood or, hey, I just thought of this thing, let's do this right now kind of thing. Um, and as we're... No, I guess that doesn't really apply here. So forget what I was just going to say. I was like, <laughs> oh, that doesn't really happen there. Um, Shout out to Gav. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just cut all this out, Gav. <laughs> <laughs> I just start... A sh- a string of insults and curse words. Um, <laughs> beep, 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 beep. In his it's Morse code. Uh, no, it's... The prioritization of content is difficult to do. Because you could... Because of algorithmic fickleness. Um, like a Nat 20 that we did that went really, really well was probably a lot of it really good timing 
we could have probably released the same thing a week before or a month after or something like that. It might not have done cut or something like that. Um, so trying to do things with the algorithm, but at the end of the day, it's just the priority is our own enjoyment. And if we enjoy it, then other people will too. Okay, uh, we move on from Candy's questions to a question from Aelin, uh, which Hunter is <gasps> familiar with. Aelin! In uh, my stream. Uh, the question is, what's your favorite thing that y'all have created together? A child. Yeah, now pick your favorite child. <laughs> Sebastian. Um, Sebastian? <laughs> Yes. Have you not met our son that we fathered together? <laughs> Se Seb? Crazy thing. Seb, uh, get in here! Seb! <laughs> there was a puppeteer in the back that would have been the best entrance. <laughs> um, for, for sure, I think uh, the sea shanty that we... And for anybody who doesn't know the sea shanty thing, go check that out, because my god, we made this sea shanty thing where it was completely a cappella. And we put it out there and it didn't really get a lot of traction. And I was like, if there's one song that air deserved a spotlight, it's the sea shanty song. Because my God, it was just so good, Hunter. You wrote such a lovely little ditty. Thank you. Um, and I think I did an all right job. Yeah, oh, it was doing my dog, 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 dog. crazy good. Based and on the, the spell control water. Ooh. Oh, I can quote it. Uh, Salt and sea can lurch no farther. Ships and sails uh, <laughs> in the harbor can reach no harbor, I think. Yeah, it was a lot of rhyming. I wrote it and it just kept going. I had so many stanzas of that thing, but it was just I worked really hard on that video, too. It's just like, OK, well, it did fine. Think, but honestly, crazy good song. I think like a, a good thing to do would be to like put a 10 second uh, intermission from that song right here. <laughs> Gavin. Gavin. <laughs> Are you there? Gavin. I can't hear him. Sultan steep can lurch no further. Ships can sink and not leave harbor. Wind and sin blowing from starboard. Captain cannot control while... Dude, I love I Smiley, Day. Smiley Day. Smiley Day. Smiley Day again. It was I listened to that over and over because it was just a nice, wholesome little song. Tell it was me great. About yourself, what's your favorite smell? Okay, yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, the next question is from River. Uh, <gasps> River, River, Como? River uh, from Weezer. <laughs> and the question no. is, uh, what? Oh, what is the process of creating the song and using the puppets? What goes into creating one of your videos? So we, we're going to go technical. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, pour yourself another drink. Here we go. Oh, there we go. Ugh, strap in. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, kind of depends on the song, but a lot of times it's uh, Chris has the origin or I have the origin of a song. Uh, he'll send me an idea. I'll send him an idea. Uh, he is an incredibly gifted maestro of imagination. And so uh, we'll say for the sake of this, I send him some lyrics. He expands on said lyrics and puts it to music. He sends me uh, like a demo version and we kind of okay it from there. Maybe tweak the direction, but that usually doesn't happen. We're usually kind of like on the right note, uh, pun intended. And uh, does a fuller version 
I get that. Um, I play it here, do some playback. Uh, sometimes I uh, beat out the song like a script. Um, so essentially go like, okay, at this mark, I'm going to transition because puppets are notoriously stationary. And when you're making content, you got to have a lot of kinetic movement to keep people interested. So having something very static will um, lose interest. And so you got to have doing something with the background, transition, all that sort of stuff. I use CapCut to edit uh, the video, which is a great little app. Um, and try to come out as my kind of experience with the app expands and video editing. I'm able to do more things essentially just to create more kinetic motion. But it's essentially getting people to stay long enough to see the wonderful music that Chris has created. So I'll get the song, do the playback, lip sync it a few times, record it on my phone. I have a puppet stage that is various furniture stacked on top of each other with like two ring lights going. This is my wall that is painted. This is what we moved in here. So I use it as a green screen um, and then take that footage and put it into CapCut and then edit it and usually send it to Chris to go like, hey, is this okay? Um, but a lot of times it's like, this is not what I do. I just want to write music, <laughs> but the bulk of my time, 98% of my time is the playback, the editing, the puppeteering and trying to figure out when the heck to post a part of my language. Uh, so yeah. I, I want to thank it. Hunter. I want to thank Hunter. Sorry, to, sorry, Aaron. I just want to jump in there and thank Hunter. Um, because, ladies and gentlemen, Hunter did not get into this to edit and shoot videos. Um, he he wanted to make songs, but we needed visual uh, content. And he, man, you're after taking the world on your shoulder and you're walking up that hill. And I'm like in awe of the constant, like, just content that you churn out. And take a bow, sir. Thanks, buddy. You too. Plus we're, we're, we're waiting Lynch. for that bow. Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> we waited for that. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next question is from Patrick Perini. Uh, <gasps> and the, hey, question, Patrick. the question is... Given that content creators are followed largely for love of the creator, what has your process been for characterizing or making us fall in love with the puppets? People are in love with the puppets? Yes. Yeah. That's so sweet. Uh, I think Anything it's a possible. big dose of nostalgia. Uh, there's a lot of like, oh man, I love the Muppets. So kind of just ride that way for a lot of people. I think also the puppet is pretty faceless, so they can just apply what they want to, like a pure emotion to it. They don't have to read expression. It is just whatever they want it to be. So I think it's a good reflector. What do you mean? The... Sorry to cut you, but what, what do you mean? Yeah, it's fine. What do you mean by uh, faceless? Like that you could imbue any emotion to it? Yeah, essentially. Okay. Yeah, so um, it is... It does have pros and cons, which Chris and I talk quite a bit um, because it is a great brand that we kind of stumbled into because you're like on TikTok swiping person, 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 puppet. Like 
they almost immediately know it's us. But also, it is a great uh, canal. People are on there to, I think, see themselves reflected in a certain way or see the emotion that they're carrying reflected in a certain way. Um, so that can be uh, very beneficial to our process and to connect with people. But I think it's a lot of just people kind of connecting with themselves, which is really kind of beautiful in a way. And all for all from like a silly little puppet. So I guess that's an, an answer. Another great answer to Love another it. great question. Thank you, Hunter. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, okay. Uh, the next question is from... Thanks, bud. Ash from Mates of Fate, uh, which Hunter knows. <laughs> yes. There's a seven-parter last time. So there is a seven-parter this time, too. <laughs> Uh, but, thank, oh but thankfully Ash. thankfully here's the big reveal when i said at the beginning uh that i took a question from someone <laughs> that was the first question in this big list of questions the first question from ash is what is chris's musical background uh, my mother got me a guitar when i was 14 and i asked her for a drum kit and it just kind of snowballed from there. Um, I taught myself um, just by playing a bunch of Metallica songs in my bedroom. Um, I have no formal training. I didn't go to school for it. Um, sometimes you just got to just just feel it. Do you know what I mean? Just find it in yourself. It's there. It just wants to come out. That's the conduit for it whatever it is to uh manifest outside of myself um my musical background is i'm just a fella who just got really lucky and that is what i call inspiration uh <laughs> one d8 one for you. yes yes <laughs> oh, <it's one. laughs> uh okay uh, the next question from ash is do you see Genazikwa evolving into different forms now that you've found your footing footing in the creation space? Yes, we do, Patrick. Indeed yes. we do. Hunter, would you yes. like to expand upon that? Uh, sure. Uh, a lot of avenues opening up with name recognition kind of goes back to a previous thing that we said about um, once you get... Uh, a follower count in this new day and age um, people want you involved in different forms of media and you also start to get inspired by others and instead of just kind of the garage banding it um, it's like okay what else do we do what can we do with our voice we have uh, a certain je ne sais quoi um, <laughs> to that's the thing that's Sorry, the that you said the that's thing that's the <laughs> <laughs> uh so one uh a couple examples number one is uh never did any sort of D, &D stream um at all just didn't even think about it of course i didn't really want to be on camera um for a long time and got an offer to do like a one shot uh and i was like hey this is pretty cool pretty i like this this is cool did a mini campaign and then it's turned into doing a campaign now my may is going to be absolutely insane and just 
uh, making friends with this D&D community. Like, they're all doing streams. They're all just uh, making all sorts of D&D content, and the best D&D content is actually the game. And so uh, harboring those connections and letting them thrive and being involved in their story making is like the best compliment in the world. So uh, it's really cool to be able to do that. Um, Number two is, Chris, should we like mention the thing that we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We are working on like a a podcast because, and that's not something that was really in the talks until fairly recently. And uh, really, Chris presented the idea, if you want to expand upon that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I think I will. I think I will. Um, So... Yeah, it's kind of like, okay, so we have this kind of like idea for like a radio, kind of like a, a D&D comedy sketch radio 15 minute kind of show where um, think Robot Chicken meets Dungeons and Dragons. So it's just like one funny audio sketch where, for example, we have one where uh, a person is giving a traffic report from a helicopter and he has a bird's eye view of a red dragon on the king's road and he's backing up all that traffic and the party is trying to take him down um i need this it does not when i'm writing oh, code bu- <laughs> bubby bubby well, i'll say we, we can we can send that to him hunter can't we you know sure. mates rates slide it on by so we have um yeah, we kind of, like like I said earlier, we're both kind of, you know, um, off the walls, kind of comedy, funny people. And we're all like, hey, we have the ability to record our voices and we have all this access to, you know, our own music and like different sound effects that we get off the internet. Why not make like a little show, like a little radio play that people can just like, Here's the thing about D&D. Here's the, Oren, here's the thing about D&D that you didn't know. Um, you use your imagination. It's, now, radio is the exact same thing. You don't see anybody talking. You don't see any of the musicians. It's all just, you got to visualize that stuff in your head. So it's the perfect marriage um, for the perfect, uh, insert clever word here. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll Stay take it. tuned for Genasi Radio. Genasi Radio. But we need to find like a... Because Genasi Kwa is like... It, it flows like Genasi Kwa. So you need to find like a name like uh, Genasi something else uh, uh, that that is like the radio, but th- that flows in the same way, like that you can say it in one thing. <laughs> Genasi <can't>... Talk Box. <laughs> Genasi Talk Box. <laughs> I think Genasi Kwa has the benefit of one being a parody in and of itself. Shout out to Tiffany. Um, uh, and the uh, it's it's a parody of something French, which is just such an eloquent language. So then we're just kind of going back. I don't think we're going to like strike gold like that again. So just kind of using a little bit of what people are familiar with to like, this is where we are <laughs> on the radio. Okay. Uh, okay, so now we're going to move to the last two questions from Ash. Uh, and uh, the next question is, what elements of working with a creative partner surprise you when you're making content? That I can learn to love myself again. <laughs> that was surprising. <laughs> Sorry, lads. 
Honestly, <laughs> it feels kind of true for me. Like, yeah, like Chris has helped me so emotionally that I did not expect. I thought I was going to write a silly little song with my friend every now and then. But in my life, the chapter is like pre-Genasiqua, post-Genasiqua. Like, it's a huge, like, pillar right there. Uh, it's not just silly D&D songs with puppets. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> opening yourself up to what community and, and world is. <laughs> it's sliding your hand <laughs> right into up there. the felt of life. <laughs> and, you know... He was going to go there. Of course, it was going to go there. Um, but we're going to pray to Gavin to get us out of this tight sitch and post. Thanks, Gavin. Go to the sea shanty just real quick. Okay, cool. Uh, the, the last question from Ash before we move on to other fan questions uh, is What's your favorite of all the videos you've created so far? Oh, oh videos. Gosh. The video. I'm trying to think of the video. I uh, think the, I'll, oh, go ahead. You go. You go. go, go no, no. Go. No, no. I'm changing you my go. mind. You go. Before you. I know. Okay. Um, the first time I saw anything real world, like um, the ShoutNet 20, where you went into the handbag with the video, and I was oh. like, oh, that's fun. And then you did another one where somebody sent you like coffee dice, and you went out sin. and got them from the mail. Was yeah. that Sin? Boy, Sin, how are you? That was Sin. Hilarious story getting that dice. Uh, Basically, in like a little Discord video lounge, Sin comes and goes like, hey, I'm about to do... Because they make um, uh, dice. Uh, I don't know actively right now, but they make dice. And they had this coffee set, and they were about to say... uh, They were about to spin this wheel to do a giveaway and came into the uh, Discord lounge... And said, hey, does anybody want to join this little giveaway real quick? I'm about to do it in like 30 seconds. I was like, sure. Came back a minute later <laughs> and said, you son of a bitch. You just won. <laughs> I was like, sweet. Got him in the mail. So thanks, then. Um, But uh, favorite, I would say the Rickroll one. Because I went and found uh, the shots without Rick Astley. Like the uh, the setting to put the puppet in. Which I think helped people rickrolling their friends in a D and D way. So the Bohemian uh, Bohemian Rhapsody Nat Twenty video um, was like one of the, the most fun things. I watched it a million times because like all the the people at the party just like screaming and having fun. Oh, that just took kind so of so long. <laughs> oh my god! But it resonated somewhere deep in me. I, like I I felt like I was at the party, uh, and it was thanks, man. Just, what a weird thing to say out loud, but like, yeah, just sitting there and saying like, I'm at this party with these guys. Um, that's the end of that. Okay. Now the next question is from Sky McSparkle. Sky! Fake name. Uh, and the question is, what is the best part about making music? Um, making yourself happy. Making yourself happy. That's the best part. Um, if I'm ever having a bad day or if I'm down or if I'm just bored and I don't know what to do with myself, um, just coming in and picking up a bass guitar or a guitar and just strumming away, um, sitting at the piano and you get to just lose yourself. Like all whatever you were stressing about, this is just me. I don't know if it's musicians in general, but it just melts away when you're just 
finding whatever you're trying, whatever you're looking for on your mm. instrument. Um, and then if you can make somebody else happy or if you could touch or move somebody. Yeah, you feel that? I see that. Yeah. <laughs> if you could touch somebody without touching somebody, um, it's magic as F as um, Jeff Buckley would say. It's magic AF. I love that. That's very, very cool. I love that. Thanks, man. I'll say tangibility, just making something that exists outside of yourself. I had an idea in my head. Now it's out there. And we all just kind of uh, hold it together. Yeah, that's uh, that's also something that resonates a lot with uh, content creation in general, like uh, making things. Yeah. Uh, uh, the tactile nature of creation. Like, I want to make a poetry book one day and just, like, have a book that's, like, in your hand. It's like, hey, this didn't exist without my brain. Uh, that's that's crazy. Crazy moment. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, the next question from Sky, we have two more, uh, is what advice would you give yourself if you could sit and talk to the you that was just starting? so happy i didn't mess up that question <laughs> i'm proud of you man good job you're doing good or i'm best <laughs> you so. uh, starting gymnastic qua or just life um i think probably gymnastic qua just starting is implicit don't, don't get caught up in the numbers, you fool! Just enjoy yourself, have fun! What are you doing staying up at night being all like, Oh, this video only got 25,000 views, oh, I'm a failure. Relax! That's what I'd say. But with love, you know, I'd wrap yes. it up with love. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this one only got 750,000 views, I'm, qu I'm quit, I quit. It's like, Chris, get your head out your butt! <laughs> so, that's what, that's what I'd say, I don't know. To, or there, thereabouts. Hunter? Dare to dream. Hmm. You did it yeah. again. Be and and we're, we're not having it. I would like to apologize for whatever <laughs> it was. <laughs> Just a tiny bow. We'll, we'll get the puppet lawyers in here and we'll set you straight, boy. Huh. Hey, what are you doing? What are hey. you, what's going on here? I'm out of retirement. Hey, God. I'm just so tired of going in and out of court. My back's killing me. This guy. <laughs> what a joke. Okay, uh, so so do do you want to expand on uh, Dare to Dream? No. Okay, cool. Uh, I just want a mic drop here, Gavin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. Feedback. The last question from Sky McSparkle is, we all know about the follow-for-follow follow culture of the internet. How do you navigate the minefield of making friends online versus avoiding getting used by people? Ooh, that's a tough E question. Um, you got this, Hunter. Besides... <laughs> Chris just disappeared. <laughs> I'll be in the basement. Uh, <laughs> Chris checked out. That was really well done. Um, against my better judgment, I inherently believe in people. Um, and 
thankfully, as naive as it might sound from the outset, uh, the D&D niche is incredibly uh, inclusive and hospitable. And everybody just wants to create. A lot of people are so... Like, the vast majority are so welcoming to newbies and people wanting to uh, just experience it in whatever way that they are comfortable. So, um, I know the follow-to-follow, follow-for-follow culture is quite strong. Um, I think what I have seen from my experience in this kind of Genasiqua phase has been people are kind of following for following out of their own just cheerleading their friends and cheerleading these people uh, starting their stream. Uh, If you watch like one on Twitch, it will be uh, some people just, you know, do the exclamation point lurk. They just lurk because they just like, Hey, I know that numbers are important uh, to this thing. So I'm just here in the bleachers cheering you on kind of thing. Um, So thankfully we haven't really had to navigate that of, is this person wanting a uh, a part of what we're doing genuinely? Or are they trying to just get something for themselves? Um, and that's also part of the larger conversation of, I think, oh, this is so hard to phrase. I think it's okay to be selfish. I, I think it, uh, I think that has a really dirty connotation to it. And I think it implies like stomping on people or not caring about others and putting prioritizing yourself. But it's okay to prioritize yourself in a lot of different things. Just don't go, uh, do not infringe on other people's agency or creative agency for sure. But really put yourself out there and really reach out. That is... Um, One thing that I really admire about Patch, for example, is his tenacious reaching to, uh, yeah, reach out to these figures that seem uh, unobtainable or just out there. And he does incredibly well with it. Shout out to Patch and Quest Junkies UK. Quest Junkies UK. (laughs) Uh, And so I think there is... I think it can be a minefield in how you define those terms because we're all just trying to get our little part of the internet, a little part of a community and there's so many overlapping bases. And so the way to navigate it is to have a healthy dose of optimism, like two parts optimism, one part realism and lead with kindness Because don't be generous with parts of yourself that don't regrow. Mm. Time is the best currency. You don't owe anybody anything. They don't owe you anything. But the greatest gift you can give someone is your time. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with them. Use grace and use tact. But care, dare to care about people. Um, Dare to have integrity, essentially 
do things for brands and people and startups that can't do anything for you. And as cheesy as it sounds, I think you'll get a lot more out of that than some sort of quantifiable thing like we were talking about before. I don't want to put this into a karmic um, umbrella because I don't want to say something like what comes around goes around. Okay. Because I think that dissolves it in a sense. It's kind of like doing something for a divine reward uh, in that sort of way. Of just like, just do it out of a great sense of soul and seeing them succeed, again, as cheesy as it sounds, is your gift, is what they give back to you. And so this is something that I learned through collaboration, especially with Chris, is just do it for them and playing D&D as well, which I think uh, we can attest to as well. It's like invest in other people because they will innately invest back into you but don't do it for that reason just do it because you like to see someone succeed in their own story and i don't know if i've gotten really away from the question here but it's just just care about people and don't think that they're going to kind of screw you over at every outset because then you'll become like i was pre-genasi and that's not a good place to be you'll just be in a dark corner away from people and yeah they won't screw you over but you won't connect either i think there's also uh, a really uh, noticeable uh, distinction between people who want to uh, create a relationship with you just to to use you uh, and those that actually care about you uh, because uh, you see it all the time like uh, uh, when people like uh on places like Twitter, for example, they would uh, tell you like, uh, I shared your pin, will you share mine? Like pinned tweet. Uh, I uh, retweeted your thing, can you retweet mine? Like it's, it's like, it's like doing those little things. <laughs> Chris, take slow down, notes. slow down. Yeah, so a pin, how'd sure. you spell that? Two, two ends? Or... No. Uh, Please answer. So, so I think those are things that uh, <laughs> you innately kind of realize for some people, uh, uh, you innately kind of realize that something is, is disingenuine in their intent. Um, but yeah, I love your, your answer because it's like, it's, it comes from a place of vulnerability and, uh, and not a lot of people would, would decide to put themselves in that position. So yeah. uh, I applaud you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that was a solid eight out of 20 answer. It's very good. Yeah. Eight? Problem, eight, eight, and a, eight and a half. Okay. <laughs> well, you show me a dice that has an 8.5. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next question is from Mai. Uh, Mai. We know Play Mai. Uh, we know my, but I need to apologize, Hunter, uh, because the question does begin with, this is a more question for Chris. <laughs> Somebody uh, wants to know about me? <laughs> Thank you, my. Me, uh, oh my. Who would you say your biggest musical influences are? And when did you realize, yeah, I want to make music? Thanks and a purple heart. My, thank you. Um, musical influences. 
Um, Bob Dylan was a good influence on me. Metallica, rock. I, I still listen to those early albums. Queen, a lot of like Irish music um, that I, I'm, I'm going to doubt the pair of E and a lot of Americans know. But there's just something so... I'm going to talk about culture here for a second, y'all. Um, so Irish culture is very old and the roots go deep. So when there's a song that's talking about hard times or, you know, something the Brits did to us 400 years ago or 800 years ago, for the matter of fact, you know, that kind of, I think we can all relate to the struggle. And I think we're, when there's a kind of narrative around struggle that you can identify with, it's a very powerful thing and it can kind of instill a, a lot of inspiration in you to go on to do great things. It doesn't even have to be about music. It could be about, you know, just becoming a lawyer, a, a human rights lawyer, because, you know, maybe your rights as a people was trampled all over forever ago and this one song inspired you. Could be anything. Um, so Irish music is class. Another um, influence would be... Oh, Lord. Oh, my Lord. Drawing a blank over here, you guys. Did I say Freddie Mercury already? <laughs> <laughs> not for this one. Yeah, not for this Freddie one. Mercury. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. My God, the man was a virtuoso. Elton John's class. Who else is class? Um, Kate Bush's class. Uh, Nina Simone is class. Bob Marley's class. Who else is class? Just a, a lot of old recordings. You know, before, and I use laptops to make my music, so I know all about this. Before laptops existed, when it was all done on tape, and you're listening to like a pitch perfect performance in a booth, oh, wow. and you're just like, I'm just in awe of this person's ability to perform because I need a million takes to get the right one. And I promise you, if I were to go into a booth, a producer would be banging their head off their desk, being like, oh my God, we started at seven, it's now seven, 12 hours later, Jesus wept. Um, so anybody who is recording on tape, I got mad respect for you. Those are my influences. Okay, cool. Uh, the, the, uh, second part of the question was when did you realize, yeah, I want to make music. I was 14 years old. Uh, when did <laughs> I realize that? Um, yeah, my, my mom gave me that guitar for Christmas and I swear to God, like leading up to the, to that Christmas, I was like, Going around the house, and she was like, going to get him a guitar. And I was like, you didn't, you didn't read that right. You didn't read that right. I'm playing air drums, by the way, if you're listening on the radio. Um, anyway, I got that guitar, and I, I think I learned that Christmas. This is when I knew I was actually handy or somewhat good at music. Um, the guitar solo for Californication by the Red Hot Chili Peppers on the day. And I was like, wow, I can kind of make this thing talk a little bit. Um, yeah, and I was like, Mikey, my little brother, come here. And I was like fumbling my way through it very, very badly. And I was like, what do you think? Um, and that was the day. That was the day. So thank you. Thank you for your question, Mai. Um, <laughs> and it's just so cool to like have fans. This is insane. Like, <laughs> this is a new concept to me. There's a thing you got to know, actually. I don't know if it, uh, Gavin, you can edit this out, but this is just, I'm just trying it out there. So Hunter... Like, I'm in a different time zone, uh, and I don't get to, or I don't, I don't interact with the community. I just don't. Because um, I'm not on social media or any of those things. So, like, just 
when you said there were 21 questions, like I, my heart just, just did a little lip and I was like, that's incredible. I'm actually genuinely touched that people resonate with the, the art uh, that we produce. And I'm, I'm, I'm just touched y'all. Thank you so much. Uh, Monica B, my Ash, Charm, um, Patrick, Sin, Veronica, Lindsay, Lindsay Lou. Um, am I saying that right? Hunter, help me. Yeah. Is yeah. that right? Yeah, Lindsay Lou. Um, I'm probably leaving out uh, a couple. Beth, you were there in there. Um, like, it's just, it's so cool. I mean, when you're a kid, you dream of having fans around the world, and like, here it is confirmed. And I'm just like, put me in the ground tonight. I'm done. <laughs> can I can I expand on one thing yes and that's all we have time for thank you for oh. playing uh, podcast <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to answer for Chris because this was a question directed at Chris but something that I've noticed musically from his influences that I think Chris shows in spades is that these kind of Bob Marley Freddie Mercury's uh elton john's the music is an extension of themselves it's so incredibly natural there is a very sincere storytelling element there that i read from chris so easily in what he does and so just kind of rehearing about his influences it's just like yeah this man is music and that's what I get from who he mentioned as well. I love you, man. Yeah. Yeah, I love you, too. Fucking love you, man. And our final fan question is from Ludus Rex. Uh, I'm, I, Ludus. Yeah. Uh, Ludus. The question is, how many takes on average do you have to do when making a video for your puppetry and how do you use a secondary monitor to watch yourself while doing it? <laughs> that's a one take right there. I can tell when it's a one take. I know it's like, that's the, that's the first take. It's perfect. <laughs> On the video side of things. Oh man. I'm so... <clears throat> the perfectionism is strong. Because like when I'm lip syncing over Chris's vocals with this puppet, right? A lot of times he'll do like an oh yeah or some sort of ad lib that I forgot about and it ruins the take for me because I didn't. I no, it's, I'm glad that they're there, but I have to memorize the whole shebang of how he did it. And so uh, this is probably the most difficult one had nothing to do with music I did a, I used the sound, I pulled the sound from an SNL bit where Will Forte is doing a uh, spelling bee and he's supposed to spell <laughs> business. And it went on for like five minutes of him just saying words. And he does it in like a very rhythmic, like letter, 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 like D, V, B, P. And then he goes through a thing where he says Q like 27 times in a row. But there's one part where he thinks and he stops. So I have to stop the puppet from doing it at that exact moment. So I had to 
Thankfully, he was doing it within a set of letters. So when he got to that Q section, I had to count the cues. I think it was nine and then stop for like three fourths of a second and then keep going. Hilarious. So wow. Some sometimes if I want to get it like all in one shot, which is a lot of times to kind of like break it up later, it will be I think the most I've done was probably like around 30 to 40 takes takes. Wow. Yeah, oh, and my, my arm goodness. is like on fire. I have like knee pads that I wear because I'm kind of down here and doing this sort of thing. Um, and Wait. yeah, it's a whole workout. Yeah, do you have like one massive shoulder? And <laughs> I actually like have uni. I have insanely good shoulders. Yeah, but they're pretty broken. Honey, you, know? you ain't kidding. Give us a look. Oof. <laughs> All right, this is <laughs> where this shows. Uh, Sorry, podcast there. listeners. <laughs> I'll describe everything. Oh, yeah, one's really small and the other one's Clavicles. huge. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lats, traps. Have you ever tried using a teleprompter? Uh, yes and no. Yes, not for this, but I do want to use it for especially like poetry readings and stuff because I don't just like reading things. Um, I haven't thought about using it for... I don't know if you hear my dog barking. I hear um, I hear your dog. Shout out to Hunter's dog. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Blaze. Shout out to Blaze. Mad uh, respect. I don't know if a teleprompter would... Well, it would work for this. I would have to kind of look at the app. But for the most part, I have it down. Like, I know the, the words to the song. Um, a lot of times because helped write it. Uh, so it's right there. There's something going crazy downstairs. I'm just going to uh, write down teleprompter at the top of this page. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I am going to get more experience with it because I do want to do some poetry content. And that is, you know, you want to read it off and kind of look down and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know if it would work for a puppet because I'm also off to the side. So I can't really look at what's there. I just know I'm in frame mm-hmm. and then hope for the best. Very difficult. Pro- like, it's so complex. It's just not (laughs) you should guys just don't understand puppeting, you know? It's like folks, these were all the fan questions. Uh I am so happy. Uh this was amazing uh to have you answer all of them. Uh I have one final question for you. But before we go to that question, please tell anyone listening or watching where they can find you, and uh, whatever else you want to plug. I work for songfinch.com. If you want to order a personalized song from me, go to songfinch.com and find Chris Kirby, and I'll write anything you want me to write. I promise. Link in the description. I want to shout out to my mom and dad for bringing me into the world. Fair play to you, lads. Janasi Kwa is on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. We also have a Twitter, which really only existed to shout out to uh, Sam Regal and Travis and Robbie at a certain point. Um, Robbie Damon. Um, And look for us on Spotify soon. We are in the midst of writing our first season for Genasi Radio. So look out for that. That will be like kind of a flagship thing moving forward. Mm. I will also tell you that I know that you have Twitter, but you don't uh, use it very much. Uh, but if you go into your Twitter account and look at your mentions, you might see a tweet from me <gasps> a while ago. 
Uh, oh, and I would be remiss without mentioning, the, I, mean, I almost forgot, uh, Wednesdays. Thank you. I, <laughs> I am, uh, I stream with Quest Junkies UK. Uh, I play a character named Mercy. So I don't know the time because it, we are such an international group. Uh, I know it's 3 p.m. for me. I'm in Central Standard Time. Uh, so just uh, go from there. But it's on the Quest Junkies UK on Twitch. And VODs are usually uh, available on YouTube the day after. So I look think that it's, up. I think it's 9 p.m. London time. That's the official hour. Uh, <laughs> the official hour. Thank you, London. <laughs> um, uh, I will be streaming uh, with a few different places. One that I can mention is with, uh, you know, Ash uh, is... Uh, the DM for Mates of Fate. So I will be streaming a three-shot in May for Mates of Fate, I think on the 8th, the 20th, and the 28th. And a couple other appearances in the works. So just keep a look on Genasi Qua and you'll get information there. Cool. I, I just want to say a quick shout-out to my wife because when I didn't believe in myself, she believed in me and I wouldn't be where I am without her today. Thank you, Tiffany. That's probably the the most important shout out, Chris. <laughs> yeah, this is all like. Uh, also, Tiffany named us. Oh, she did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Tiffany, Good rock job. star. Good job, Tiff. Uh, At okay. Fanny Lander. At Fanny Lander. At Fanny Lander. At Fanny Lander. Yes. At Fanny Lander is where you can find her on Instagram. Yes. At Fanny Lander. I'll say that's amazing times. art. At Fanny Lander. Okay. The final question. Okay that I have for you. You already talked about a podcast, but mm. if you were to look into the future, just in general, what's in the future of Genaziqua? A musical on Broadway? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that was my first thought too. Yeah. Yeah. We totally want to write a musical. We still have an idea for a musical that I would love to turn into like a, an EP. Wow. You answered that so fast too. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a dreamer, Oren. I, I can't help but dream. I'm just a dreamer. Now, getting it done, that's a different kettle of fish, but I, I, I can dream. And that's the dream. D&D musical. Go fund us. Somebody send <laughs> us a million dollars so we can get make that happen. We make it. Get the lawyers. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Geek Peak. Before I let you go, I want to thank the individuals who went the extra mile and became my patrons so without further ado thank you to arthur morrell bob prescott lexi gardner cody neville charlie fisher stote dross laura jane hamilton maggie grace bauer captain Casno, tyler felsted ella lubell mandy kennedy ross simpson jacob cook emma rose d20 is my church Patch Kelly, Sarah Kate Noel, Zachary Tyndall, Trevor Williams, and Chaos Alpha. If you want to join them, please head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Owen Cohen, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye!